Well, Steven, we're here. We're almost done with community. I didn't think we'd ever make it, but we made it. And I think, how about, just for old time's sake, we record an intro to the podcast just one more time. Let's do it, Zach. I think we can handle it. If you like what we do here, make sure you mosey on over to patreon.com slash podcast For as little as five bucks a month, you too can feed a Zach and Steven in need, and you'll get access to all sorts of awesome content. Our weekly live pre-show that we do, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show. We've got some bonus podcasts on there. Days and days, just scads of content over there for you. Plus, maybe some new stuff coming soon, so make sure you put your ear to the ground, send us your bones, throw us at least a fiver, and see what it'll get you. Follow us on Twitter over at You Can't Dis a Pod. It's very important because starting October 18th, we'll have the week-long poll that decides between the four shows we've chosen for our next full rewatch podcast. So follow us on Twitter. Make sure you're a part of that poll and tell us what show we should talk about next. If you just can't get enough, watch those patties and come over and double tap us on Instagram over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're also on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. All sorts of vids, things to like, subscribe, and and slap the bell to get notified. After we finish the series finale of Community, we'll still be a weekly community podcast for the rest of 2022 as we conduct a series of community superlative podcasts where we'll be creating top five lists on several different community-related topics. Follow us on all our social medias to see how you can be a part of those final podcast episodes. Speaking of five, if you think that we're both five-star men and this is a five-star show, make sure you leave a review wherever you review your podcasts on Apple Music, on Yelp, on Spotify, on TripAdvisor. We're there. Just check us out. Everyone, it has been an honor to do this community rewatch podcast for the past few years, and I hope you'll stick around with us as we wrap it up and move on to the next thing. Steven, what do you have to say as we move onward and upward? Thanks for sticking with us as long as you have. We hope that you hitch your get-alongs to our pick-em-up and ride along with us into whatever the future holds. All right, and for one of the last times, let's do it. Let's start the episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Okay. When this boy meets world, boy meets meets world, wandering down this road that we call life is what we're doing. It's good to know I have friends Mm. who will always stand by me. Mm. When this boy meets world. Amen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth and final, this is exciting, the fourth and final rendition of America's Next Top Zach and Steven Rewatch Podcast. Talk about the fourth option, of course, that is Boy Meets World. Hello, everyone. I'm Zach, and whatever you do, don't poke the big bubble on your ceiling. Nice. I'm Steven, and uh, I also need to go to sleep to a track of trailer park sounds. How are you doing, buddy? It's exciting I'm, to be here. It is exciting to be here, Zach. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address the, the, the Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf tough hair. You're in the gonna room. address the pig in your closet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still kind of buzzing. From, yeah, uh, Stephen really cool and I just to took today. a ton of ecstasy <laughs> moments before starting our conversation on the father-son dynamics of Boy Meets World's Raging Cory. No, go ahead. Stephen. I've got the a people have heard Corey. it. They know about it, or if they haven't heard it, yeah, this is a great way to plug it. Not two hours ago, we're talking to Andrew Guest. I really hope you guys... To Andrew Dice Clay. ...have heard... <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't have any answers to any of our Parks and Rec <laughs> Yeah, he really should have known. I mean, he Andrew Dice Clay would know just as much as Andrew <laughs> Guest would, I guess. But yeah, that was really exciting, and we released it not on the regular day for our podcast, so if by chance you missed it, we got some crazy information about the community movie and writing for community... Um, we've, t- everyone we've talked to or that I, when I got to talk to Eric Charles Nielsen, it's all been actors so far. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to talk to a writer. Yeah. Very, very it was cool. so awesome. So go check that out. But we're here for something else and I'm 
maybe not just as excited, but I'm also very, <laughs> very excited for what we're here to talk about today. So let's kick off the show by, as always, shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Planeswalker Prez, Emmy Azrael, and Brandon, Brandon't Falcon. I think it's uh, Brendanta. I've yet to receive word from Brandon on what it actually is. I've yet to receive word on the correct pronunciation. They don't address it. No, which means we must be doing great. We must be doing it right if they haven't Mm. said anything each time. This is 2022. If somebody can't pronounce your name, tell them how to pronounce their name and they'll work at it. So just tell us if we're doing it wrong, but clearly we're not. And also, we've got to give a shout out to the man who did not dare click on this podcast. That is, of course, <laughs> our proud, who I'm sure clicked on the. I'm sure, I'm surprised I haven't gotten a message already yeah. within an hour of the interview ending. Of, Do you think he's proud how'd of it? How'd it go? How'd it go? I feel comfortable uh, explaining myself um, uh, because daddy's not listening to, yeah. to, to these words. No, I think he's like, I should have been able to do it. <laughs> or they should I mean just like me for all we've it. accomplished in life like for, no, for what I, we've become I don't think so though is what I'm trying to say no but but we were like Answer nothing same. and now we're like s- talking to people I, mean, we're I think still what nothing. he thinks and rightfully so <laughs> is that we would be nothing without his support which is true which is which why is we so thank true. you every single <laughs> time we do something yeah and I don't know why we keep testing the waters we absolutely would never have talked to Joel never would have talked to yeah Andrew today never would have met all never would have talked to all of the like Kevin Lanigans and the Alex and Zoe and Bo it wouldn't know mm. Alex wouldn't have been on all of it is literally now not to discount what all of those other people have done for us and yeah but none of it would have happened had at communities on Twitter not said hey it's cool you're doing a community podcast here's a group chat of people that can help you and here is my audience of followers to listen to it yeah so amazing. I'm as we're starting to wrap this up, I'm incredibly thankful for it. And I'm a little bit nervous for whatever we do next, because I don't think at Can we Boy give him Meets a gift Worldies basket? on Twitter. Like, you think is gonna... he'd give us his address? His his after he moved to avoid us, you think that he'd give us his new address so we can send him a nice little present? Like a but like a by the end of you of saying that sentence, did you believe that the present would not include jokes? <laughs> I don't think we're getting that address. <laughs> So if any of you dark webbers out there want to There would to go absolutely to be a sensual calendar made up with Zach and I. Communities.onion <laughs> on the dark web. Um, please get us – please dox Matt from Communities for us. Let's get that address. Get that send, Addy. We'll send a box of – sh- no, I'm not going to say that. We should we should buy like some body chocolates. Yeah. Um, edible panties. Yeah. Three pairs. Pictures of us in the edible panties yeah. before – shipping them off. So I'm glad he's not listening and I'm very thankful for the support <laughs> that communities have given us. And I didn't mention it when I was shouting out our patrons. If you like what we do here and you want to support us, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast is where you can find all kinds of great things that we do over there. We're nearing the end of Brokeback Bebop as we're getting into the live action uh, rendition of mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop. We've got You Can't Disappreciate Show that we do just about every time live before we record this podcast you're listening to. And you get all kinds of things early before they go on the free feed, like the Andrew Guest interview. Our patrons heard it first, and you could be on that list and get shouted out by us every week. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Uh, Steven, we've been so focused on the interview that we recorded earlier today yeah. that we haven't done a lot of catching up, really. How are you doing? No. I'm What's good. What, let me think. We just talk about what we've been watching, what we've been listening to. Sure. Um, I've been, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, started watching a new season of Hell's Kitchen. They're doing old people <laughs> versus young people, so that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like my Google search history. <laughs> old, yeah, young. Yeah, I don't like old and Gordon young, Ramsey. like, enjoying <laughs> each other. I want yeah. verses. I want it to be a, a battle. Yeah. It, when the there's babies involved, Steven has a hard line drawn. Which I, I thought of that, Zach. We've talked a lot about baby play. I saw so a video much about it. on, I think it was... Should I be concerned that I think it popped up on Danny's TikTok? Adult babies. No, it was this uh it was this video. Maybe it was on her Instagram. 
Um, but it was, uh, she was like, you know, people come to my house to see all my ribbons uh, for like best in show, but they don't ever realize that I'm the dog. And it was talking about puppy play, where mm-hmm. she's like a dog. And her boyfriend, or that sorry, tracks for the stuff that I know that you their watch handler. and enjoy. And I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? Still better than fucking a baby. I can get behind that. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen prefers I pup play to baby play. Don't love either of them, and I mm-hmm. don't think I'm willing to make that same statement. Well, because here's here's my but thing. Again, Zach. My my thing is the same with she all of it. Isn't a dog? <laughs> She's not a baby. <laughs> But she knows, everyone knows she's not an actual dog. She's just pretending to be one. That's and the it's same. it's a baby. It's the same. Somebody's, somebody's imagining a baby there. They're not imagining a dog. <laughs> You're not like, oh, god damn, Nobody's lassie. thinking about dogs. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's still a, a person in dog's clothing. You're not actually thinking about a dog. But with the baby thing, they got to be thinking it's, about a baby. No, it's literally the same thing that you're saying about <laughs> the other one. <laughs> so this we're not dogs. Everybody. We once were babies, we Zach. need to find a way to move past this. I... Really, you know what? Once upon a baby, come on the show. I'm really disappointed that the story of the last like era of this podcast is that being the main argument that we cannot settle on. I don't know what that says about us. Uh, how much Steven really wants to be a, a pup, and how well, much I just want you know a big I like old binky in my mouth. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, what if it was a dog and a baby? That's fine, right? That's fine. Because That's got to be fine. We, they go on Disney there's Adventures no, all the time. There's no old man involved. No. But yeah. dog ears, you got that dog ears, you got to. Well, if it's a puppy, <laughs> how old is the dog? Okay, so it's okay for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A puppy can f a baby. Jesus Christ, Steven. But an adult can do neither. You got to be the same age as the dog. That's the. <laughs> That's the consensus. That's not the consensus, folks. <laughs> Let's. I asked you, how have you been? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. What's new with you? I <laughs> uh, saw a couple movies. I talked about. I talked about wanting to see Bros, and I did see Bros, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really bummed out that it's not making very much money. It's incredibly funny. It's very touching, and I don't always cry at movies, but I definitely cried at this one. Wow. And I also saw Don't Worry Darling, which Did you was... you cry at that one too? No, but it, it was just a mess. It was pretty to look at. Florence Pugh is as good as ever, but the script is a mess, and the twist did not work for me personally at all, and I left feeling pretty pretty dumb about that movie. Yeah, we talked a little last night um, with some spoilery things, said you not plan on watching the film, and it sounds absolutely hilarious. I can't say that you shouldn't ever watch it. Like, if you get the mm-hmm. chance to watch it, it's kind of entertaining. It Florence, just wasn't... I like Florence Pugh. I, I find her to be somebody I would like to watch uh, <laughs> in a you movie. You dress her up like a puppy, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she'd pup up real good. <laughs> uh, it was one of those movies, it, like, really wants to be an Oscar movie that's worth mm-hmm. a lot of conversation, and it just isn't. But it's still kind of fun to watch. You know, Zach, that brings up an interesting conversation. We kind of live in the era, and and 30 Rock, you know, stay on the thought of that, pointed it out a long time ago. But do you remember when uh, Tracy Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan, what was the name of the show? Mm-hmm. Tracy uh, Jordan. Yeah, was, was trying to get the EGOT, and he made that movie uh-huh. hard to watch. I don't remember <laughs> that specifically, that joke specifically at all. So he basically, he like made a movie that won an Oscar, like to get him the EGOT, um, but it was called Hard to Watch, and it was just the most like oscary story you can think of like you know uh, he had like a disability he was poor like all this stuff like in it mm-hmm. and it was like a funny joke because like yeah there are those movies that sure some of them are good like stories. the pursuit of happiness some of them are so that's a true story zach yeah but it's definitely one of those movies that's made to maybe win will smith an oscar it oh absolutely do you get yeah. nominated for that um i don't even think he was nominated for yeah. that one he should have won for ali uh, oh, did I say I, I saw King Richard? Did I talk about that on here? Yeah, you did, I think. Yeah, he, I get it. He was great. I would have slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have slapped Jada Pinkett Smith. 
on her bald ass head. I wouldn't have slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> Steven, you are on a roll this afternoon. <laughs> I, sl- I wouldn't have actually slapped Jada Pinkett Smith if I were her husband or anything. I don't think hitting women's okay. But I, I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith very much. Steven, babies and dogs f***ing okay. Hitting a woman, not for me. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> well, let's talk about anything else, I think, right? Yeah. Let's what are we on. here to talk about today, Zach? It's America's next top Zach and Steven rewatch podcast so is back for the fourth and final search. time. You've got all of the information you need after this, this podcast. This is the voice. The four shows are Bob's Burgers, The Good Place, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and now Boy Meets World. Uh, this podcast is coming out, obviously, today, Monday. It's October 17th. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this at the time of release, tomorrow the 18th opens our Twitter poll over at You Can't Dis a Pod. Starting on October 18th for a full week, you'll be able to vote between these four shows. But if the poll's active right now while you're listening to this, don't go vote just yet because we've still got some stuff to talk about before you can make an informed decision, right? Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure that that you you get all the info necessary, that you get to really weigh all your options, right. you know, lick them all a little bit, see if they taste good. We're here to talk about the fourth show, Boy Meets World, and we're going to talk about a specific episode, Raging Cory, from season five. But before we get into it, let's just talk about how we came to this show, what uh, role in our life it's played up to this point, and why we think we'd like to talk about every episode Mm -hmm. of it. Would you like to go first? Yeah. So I really, really, really liked Boy Meets World as a kid. It was. I think I probably discovered it just one night on Disney Channel, like a rerun was showing or something like that. Mm Uh, Disney Channel or ABC Family, I feel like it was always on one of those yes, two it was. networks like late at night. And, you know, having basic cable, you had those channels. And as a kid, you only knew a couple channels that you were like allowed to watch. And so seeing this show that was a lot more real than some of the cartoons and things I normally watched, it really intrigued me. I was like... As a kid, it, had, it was very real. Yeah, it had like romantic engagements, like people having crushes and breaking up and dating. And this was kind of the first show that had younger people doing that that I had watched because like obviously I saw like a lot of shows with my mom and things but I didn't watch Degrassi or stuff like that as a kid so like this was this was that for me that was like that oh being a teenager is kind of looks kind of cool and like dating and like kissing and like sex and things like that I was like wowza you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head for why this show is so important to me and even when we weren't alive for a large part of its (laughs) original run uh, why this show is so important to me, it's, it's exactly because of when I started watching it and that this is a show that stars a character like Corey who is such an everyman that regardless of who you are as a kid, you can if you're a boy, you can picture yourself as Corey when watching mm-hmm. the show. You can fall in love with Topanga along with Corey. You can want a best friend like Sean. You can want the parents like Alan and Amy. Uh, it's just, for me, it was really easy to... Through this show, and it's really special that this show started with the kids so young and got to go to the point where they were past college uh, to make this a show that as a kid showed me what growing up could be like, Mm -hmm. like what to look for. And obviously seeing it now, it's funnier and more heightened and more cheesy than the way I thought of it then. But this showed me all kinds of stuff. It showed me what a true love relationship when you're young could look like, for better or for worse, you know, with Corey and Topanga. And, yeah, I really, really like this show. I always have. And I love that, like I said, the characters get to grow up. It's not like Full yeah. House where even though the characters do grow up, the tone of the show is very consistent. Um, but if you take, like, a first season episode of Boy Meets World versus a last season episode of Boy mm-hmm. Meets World, it turns into, like, a teen college comedy yeah. that is a little edgier. And I think that's really neat. Yeah, absolutely. I think this show, um, you know, for me, it was Sean that I really gravitated towards, sure. you know, with his relationship with his dad, kind of right. a little bit, like, different upbringing and things like that. I think it was really cool to see that portrayed in a character that you still liked that wasn't mm-hmm. just, and they, and they address it, you know, Corey was kind of this very, you know, cookie cutter, stable household. Very he privileged has issues child, that are real. very privileged family. And he has this friend. And a lot of times in shows, I feel like the, that friend was in it for like two episodes and then they got him cleaned up. And, you know, then he was fine after that. He turned his ways around. But Sean was Corey's best friend for the whole show. And Sean was Sean. That's for the always whole show. an issue. And 
Corey being privileged to the point of not always recognizing the mm-hmm. difference in the two of them was something that they got a lot out of. Not exactly in this episode. The one we picked out, unfortunately, doesn't have a lot of Corey and Sean or Corey and Topanga. Yeah. Uh, but I, but we picked it from a list of episodes that we were considering, and, mm-hmm. and there are some reasons why I'm really glad we're talking about this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, what do you think our Boy Meets World podcast would look like? I feel like it'd be a lot of us breaking down... Um, not only the the character beats and things like that, but also kind of just examining the world in the mid nineties. Because mm-hmm. as much as it's weird to say, that was not super recent anymore. <laughs> You're right. Like, we're this like episode we're talking about aired away. in nineteen ninety eight from season five, and yeah, I was uh, like eleven months old when this came out. Yeah, um, I think a Boy Meets World podcast would be very fun because I think. Two grown-ish men talking (laughs) about a show that they liked a lot when they were a kid. I think it's going to bring up even more than Community did, all kinds of stories where we Mm -hmm. relate and where it reminds us. I I think it would really, really take us back to when we were very young, which is something that sometimes I don't really tap into that as much as I'm getting older. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I also think Boy Meets World is such a classic show that has a lot of real good about it, but it's also very campy, very cheesy at times. The acting can be corny. It's a laugh track sitcom. There'd be a lot of cheese to camp on in this show. And I think we would riff hella (laughs) about Boy Meets World. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That we love, but we also like can acknowledge where it's very, like, say, campy or corny or right. very, you know, let's all hug around the dinner table <laughs> at the end of the episode, yeah. you know, 90s family sitcom. But I think that it'd be really fun to to talk about and go through and relive. Very, very different from Community, where when the episodes end with everyone hugging around the table, we're like, did they earn that? Yeah. And with this show, there's no conversation of, does this track? Because there are some astounding uh, continuity errors in Boy Meets World, yeah. such as the cool motorcycle uh, Mr... Oh, Turner, yeah. Mr. Mr. Turner, Turner, the teacher, he adopts Sean. Uh, he becomes a father figure for Sean. Sean joins a cult, and while Sean is off in the cult, Mr. Turner gets in a really bad motorcycle accident. Yeah. And it, it, the episode ends with Sean like at, at Turner's hospital bedside and being like, I don't really believe in God, but God, will you please? I just can't be alone again. I, I lost so-and-so, and now I, ha- I can't do this. End of episode. And then they never mentioned it or, or him again ever was that one of the ones that i suggested because it almost was the, the i think sean you did cult, cult fiction one. the sean and yeah. a cult episode yeah i don't know if that's the same episode as the motorcycle accident but it's around the same time yeah um, <laughs> there's so much silly because genuinely back in the 90s i was in a was very famous, a famous tv, TV show, show. Uh, 90s television wasn't often some shows would be released on vhs but not a lot Mm -hmm. uh more often than not you weren't going to be able to go back and watch old episodes of a show until they're in syndication and even then you don't catch them in order it's easy to not worry so much about continuity because people are are supposed to be able to watch any episode and pick up what's going on but that's a, a huge that's a pretty major thing is he dead is he not actually it's in the episode I think at the end of season five, they graduate. Corey and Sean are still in high school. I yeah. think, and they, they graduate. They are still in high school. They are. That, this is this episode. And they graduate high school at the end of this season, and they're like in the hallway, and all of a sudden, Minkus, who hasn't been in it since season F- one, Minkus. shows up, and they're like, "Minkus, we haven't seen you in forever. Where you've been?" And he says, "Over there," and points like beyond where the camera is. Yeah. And Sean and Corey are like, "Oh, we don't go over there." people who go over there don't come back and he's like what i've been there the whole time and he leaves like hey mr turner how you doing that's really so the show does some crazy shit but they're also very meta and self-aware of the crazy shit that they do um i want to talk for a second about the elephant in the room kind of with the always sunny podcast that there is a boy meets world podcast Mm -hmm. it's hosted by danielle fischel Ryder strong and will friedel i really like it a lot but even more than the it's always sunny podcast 
I think we have a lot to offer for a Boy Meets World podcast because that podcast is so specifically focused on what it was like to film the show Mm -hmm. and to be a child actor. I think we'd have a lot more fun chewing on the cheese in the 90s of it all. I think we would have plenty to say about Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think so too. So let's talk about the episode we're here to talk about. What do you think? Let's do it. So we're talking about Season 5, Episode 12 of Boy Meets World. This episode is called Raging Corey. It was directed by a really well-known, established television director named David Kendall, who has done episodes of, like, every kid's show that you like he's directed. And I wrote down he directed episodes of Growing Pains, Smart Guy, Hannah Montana, Zoe 101, Uh, iCarly, Victorious, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, and Big Time Rush. Oh, f*** yeah, I danced to a big-time Rush song quite literally two days ago, Zach. Nice. Yeah, they actually have a new song that's not bad. I think I talked about it on the podcast. Okay, uh, and the episode was written by another very established television person, uh, established writer named Barbie Feldman Adler. She wrote episodes of Even Stevens. That sounds really familiar. Yeah, she's written episodes of Even Stevens, episodes of Arrested Development. She wrote Mm -hmm. episodes of My Name is Earl, and she's written for How I Met Your Mother. Hell yeah. And this specific episode originally aired on January 9th, 1998. How old were you on January 9th, 1998? I was six months old. I was two weeks away from my first birthday. Yeah, I'm I'm the end of June, so I had a couple sleeps until then. You said that, but I'll have forgotten what month your birthday is in by later this podcast, surely. (laughs) So let's dive into some trivia from the episode of Boy Meets World that we're talking about for this when little the preview podcast. When the boys do trivia! I've got a, actually more questions than I thought I was going to end up with. I've got nine questions for you. Holy f***ing shit, Zach. I have five, so why don't you just go on ahead? Okay. Uh, nine? What sport... You said go ahead and... <laughs> what sport Nine questions? Did... Hamilton wrote the other 51! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what sport did Alan and Eric play before playing basketball the day of the shove? Um, I have a question about this. Uh, okay. That you'd it's like... racquetball. Yes. My first question is, how long did Alan play racquetball with Eric? I played racquetball with Eric for two hours earlier. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. yep. You're what right. Time... <laughs> what time is it when Feeney shows up at the Matthews house? Feeney. Uh, 12.30. No, 2 a.m. And what a strange shoehorning of Mr. Feeney into an episode. You gotta have him. You do have to have him. I like that he just made a fucking bologna sandwich. I've been spying on you. Yeah. And left. I almost almost asked what kind of sandwich he made. Uh, That is one of my questions, so I'll strike it. Ooh. Um, Did I get it right? Yeah, I wrote bologna. They don't say bologna, but but I assumed it was a bologna sandwich. I would have just accepted sandwich. Uh, What's the pig's name? Oh, shit. It's when they're arguing. They do give the pig a name, and I don't know it. Oh, little, little Corey. Little Corey. I'll give it to you, even though I <laughs> nice. started saying it. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. I'd like to, for the record, to show. Uh, at I all. said little. I remembered it before you said it. You you could have said little Bill for all I knew. <laughs> little Bill. Remember little Bill? Yes, I do. What is Corey's biblical times name and title? <sighs> Corey. <laughs> yep. You got <laughs> that part right. Uh, son of. Alan. Dad's, yep. Two more uh, words. Of Matthews? No. Corey, son of Alan the Bruised. The Bruised? F- I, this is literally one of my funny moments. What's Topanga's mom's name from the same scene? Oh, I. Is her name Nebula? No. Or she has a sister. <laughs> she has a sister named Nebula. I think so. Um, yeah. Her dad is Jedediah. I don't know the mom's name right now. Miriam Topanga, daughter of Miriam. Oh, daughter of Miriam, right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in the airplane, what color are the skydiving helmets? Oh, the helmets. The helmets. Um, There's three answers. Blue, yellow, and white? Yes, sir. Do you know who had what? Uh, Corey had blue, Eric had yellow, Alan had white? Did no, I switch Corey Eric and, Alan? and Alan, no, Eric and Alan both had yellow, Corey had blue, and the instructor had white. Ah, but good job. Thank I would you. give that to you. That was like extra credit. Thank you. Um, according to Alan, what made him run when he landed from the plane? Oh. 
I know you're because he's running away from Eric and he gives yeah. an excuse. He thought he left the oven on. That's just a guess. No momentum. <laughs> Where does Jack say that Sean could find a replacement sounds of the trailer park tape? After At he breaks it, the over it. F- what kind of store was it? At the. Do you want me to give you a hint? Um, whoa, 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 whoa. That should have helped me more than it did. Car wash, yeah. Oh, yeah, at the car. I see you. Yeah, at the car wash. Like, if I had a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have more? Um, I do. What is Eric's witness protection program name? That is my next question. I'm not going to look. It's Dr. Abraham Shapiro. Yeah. Yes. He's from something New Jersey. I didn't get he's the He's a city. cardiologist. And he's a cardiologist, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the town from New Jersey. Yeah. I couldn't understand it. Uh, my next question for you, what business is the Hunter's Uncle Dave in? The Hunter? The, oh, the Hunters. Like Sean uh, Hunter Sean and, and Jack. Jack Hunter. Uh, taxidermy. It's while they're fighting. No, he's in the Corrugated Box Company. Ah. And then, like, Jack pins Sean. He's like, I call Uncle Dave in the box business. <laughs> Do you have any more? No. I've got just one because you took like two of mine. What else is on the monkeys with coconut plaque? Who it's by and the year it was made. And those would be? <laughs> That's not your question. That what? That is the, the question. <laughs> I have it's no idea. Stainless steel on wood. Mm. It's by Craig Conover. Uh, and it was in 1994. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We were looking for 1996. Sorry, Zach. Well, that means it's time for a next segment. And I always think it's fun when we get to adapt this segment to other mm-hmm. properties than community. So for the last time on this podcast, we're going to find out, did Steven for the watch the time? episode of the show that we're talking Oh, oh, sorry. You fucked it up. Did Steven watch the episode of the show that we're supposed to be talking about this week? Watch the episode of the show we're talking about this week. Well, as always, you've got 20 seconds on the clock, and with that song, you've killed about eight of them. I hope you're prepared. How are you feeling? Um, I have no idea. I think I can get it. There's not that many things, right? I think I took a lot of like easier uh, processes for this. When it comes to picking favorite funny moments, it's different uh-huh. than for a show like Community. Yeah. I think if this were to be the show that we do next, I think probably more than any of the shows, you could knock this out of the park like every week if you wanted to. I think so. So are you ready? <sighs> I think so. All right. Three. Two, one, Meat World. Oh, no, I wasn't, that wasn't the agreed upon word, Zach. Try the, okay, I'll, that try, was I'm funny, sorry. though. I, I had it to was it. funny. Okay. You can do it. You can do it again. You can do it just like that. I just wasn't ready. Now I know. Okay. Three, mm-hmm. two, one, Topanga. <laughs> okay, so um, Eric and Alan are playing basketball, and Corey's a little jealous because they only talk, they don't play. So then he wants to be a full dad to the two boys, but that's later. Um, Sean and Jack are wrestling because now they got to share a room because a big water bubble burst. So and Sean's room's dirty. They got to be brothers. Um, but but then Alan learns that he can love both his sons equally, but he needs to give them both the parts of the being a dad that they love. Stop. And so the whole family's club. <laughs> I feel like you think you did better than you did. You didn't mention the skydiving. I, I know I didn't. I don't think I did great, Zach. I should I don't have done much you, better on that. I don't think you did horrible, but like I said, I think you could have knocked it out of the park. I could have I, done really well. I still but think I, I that didn't. was – you didn't get the art museum either. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't get Feeny, <laughs> although I guess you could skip that. I'm going to call it a B-. minus. I think that's that's fair. Almost Thank a B, you. but I'm going to call it a B-. minus. I love mm-hmm. uh, this game we play of like, oh, yes, that's fair. Thank you. Appreciate it. Whenever we give a grade, as if it really the feedback. matters. <laughs> okay, so let's well, move we on. Well, we will be we will be scored on. Yeah, I've been keeping a tally, and it's not looking good. <laughs> okay, so let's move on into some favorite funny moments. Like I said, something that makes me laugh on Boy Meets World is often more a chuckle with the mm-hmm. occasional like belly laugh. Unlike yeah. Community, when I have to not write down the chuckles or else I'd write down practically every line in the exactly. episode. So I've still got quite a few. What did you write down? Yeah, I've got some good stuff. Um, the first thing is, 
uh, I think it was someone. Oh, it was uh, Eric talking to Corey about how like um, he hadn't talked to Alan since, and he's like, "Well, he's afraid you'll hit him again." <laughs> I thought that whole scene was really funny. Eric's hilarious. Eric is a really funny character, and it took a long time because he's really boring the first like four yeah. seasons. And it wasn't the actor's fault; it's because they 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 came to learn that he was such a talented comedic actor, mm-hmm. and they gave him so much. Whereby season seven, he's a cartoon character, yeah, and it's he is. so funny. Uh, my first one is between Corey and Jack when Corey is like, yeah, I got in a fight with my dad. He was like, Every, everybody gets in a fight with their dad. No, but I like push my dad down. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> not as common. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I just wrote down that Sean is a star. I love Sean. He um, is. Ryder's like the best actor on this show. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Every scene. Give or take like Alan and, he and was so young. Uh, Corey. And yeah. he hits out of the park. Um but it was uh, Alan saying, he pushed me down to <laughs> to somebody. I think it's but the mom, correct. isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you're very right that that Sean is really, really great. And this is an episode where Sean gets, like, the worst storyline. And he yeah. does a good job. And it's still good. I wrote down, I thought it was funny when Jack is trying to wake up Sean. Oh, so I'm sorry. No, it was light. talking to Feeney. And he's like, he pushed me down, George. Oh, yeah, he pushed <laughs> me down, George. When Jack turns on the turns off the light, and that's what wakes up Sean. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Um, my one of my hardest laughs of the whole episode was when the scene where they first show Jack and Sean in bed, and the audience is like, "Woo!" I took some <laughs> notes. I didn't write that down as a laugh, but there was okay. So we reference stuff that nobody knows all the time. Yeah, but there's a very specific skit from a very specific animated mm-hmm. Adult Swim show, which called, I can never remember the name of, so I can never find it. It's called Brad Neely's Hargnolins. Glopio Pipio or something like yeah. that. And it has Lizzo in it a bunch. And it's before Lizzo like really popped off. She does a yeah. lot of music for the show and does like voice acting for it. Um, and even to the point where to show that Lil is cool, when we first started dating, I showed them Brad Neely and they were like, that's Lizzo. And it was before Lizzo had like radio songs. That's awesome. So that was neat. Uh, but that show's really funny. And there's a skit about like a Boy Meets World Full House type sitcom about a teenage girl with a predator head. And teenage the joke. Girl with a predator head. And that's funny on its own. But the joke of the skit is that the live studio audience reacts bad, like, opposite to what they're supposed to to everything so when the dad's like i love you sweetie they go boo and when the girl's like i just feel like i'm ugly and no one ever will love me they're like ha, 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 ha. and it's a really really funny skit and stuff like that moment where it yeah sean and his brother are in bed together just laying there there's nothing and i i totally totally get the yeah teen girl uh, being teen girls being in love with several of the people on sure. the Women's World cast, they were heartthrobs. Mm-hmm. But that is not the moment to. Ooh. <laughs> no. um, I wrote down. Um, oh, I thought it was really funny. I think Corey can be a really milk toast, boring character, but sometimes sometimes Ben Savage has really funny delivery. Yeah. When he says, "I wasn't paying attention on the ground, and I feel I shouldn't be allowed up here." He's got this perfect like. Anxious, especially in the later seasons, he he's got this great like anxious Jewish guy delivery that I think is so funny. Yeah, it's I think he doesn't get enough credit for this mm-hmm. show. I not even for myself included. I always talk about how much I love Sean and Topanga and Feeney, but Corey is like really funny, and he was very very young when the show started yeah and he's in every scene of every episode he (laughs) carries the entire show now whether or not his character is the most interesting is another thing but ben savage deserves Mm -hmm. so much credit for carrying this whole show yeah um let's see i talked about the trailer park one but i like audibly said oh shit when Jack and Sean were fighting, he was like, you'll have to excuse me. I was raised in an actual house. I was like, oh, f***. That was funny. Oh, my God. And the audience was, too. Yeah. Um, there were two funny moments from this, but I the it's a very iconic moment in the series to the point where I think they show the clip in the like clip show part of the series finale when they jump out of the airplane. And yeah. the part here when... Uh, Eric's like, how come we don't have that kind of special relationship? And it goes, What? What? <laughs> what? What? I thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, I I really liked the Corey, son of Alan the Bruised mm-hmm. uh, line, but in the airplane bit afterwards when Eric mm-hmm. is like, you jumped out of a plane instead of talking to me. <laughs> 
I thought and that before that, really funny. you've got to start listening to my views on philosophy, politics, and what makes the universe go round. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. <laughs> Rolls Which, out of what the fucking plane. What an awful dad <laughs> moment. I want to have a conversation when we get through these segments about if Alan is a good dad or not, <laughs> to, specifically to Eric. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I've got a few more. What do you got? Uh, my next one was... Uh, and this was one of my like hardest laughs, maybe my hardest laugh of the whole one. It was Eric's line when he was talking to Corey about how he's gonna run away. He's like, "Yep." I and he's like, "You didn't witness a crime." He's like, "I hit my father, and I saw the whole thing." I wrote that down <laughs> too. Really funny. And the last thing I wrote was the delivery, the whole delivery and commitment of Eric's monologue about the monkey artwork. Yeah, that was really uh, nice. Father monkey with one coconut and the inquisitive <laughs> look on his face. That's something. That that moment and the airplane moment are two moments from this episode that it really stuck with me from the show. I remember yeah. it very clearly and was happy that this was the episode those were in. I know, me too. That was great. Those are all, those are all the ones I wrote down. That's all mine too. Hey, look at that. So let's move on and let's talk about the episode a little bit. Yeah, uh, I th- I think it's really funny that we are two men with very clear daddy issues, mm-hmm. and we're here to talk about an episode <laughs> of a broad sitcom that tries to tell a nuanced story about how to be a dad to two different sons. Yeah, and I really think communities should be listening to this podcast, should be watching this episode of Boy Meets World, and maybe we could all take an airplane trip together. That'd be fun. I will not jump out of a plane. That's one of many things I would like to talk to, to you about. To be fair, Zach, you've never been up in a plane, so you don't know whether or not mm-hmm. you would be comfortable jumping out of it. I don't have any fear about getting on a plane. It's just mm-hmm. that I haven't yet had a reason to. I usually Fly take Fly up trips. to Chicago. Indy to Chicago is like a 30-minute flight. I have no one. fear about getting on a plane, genuinely. Mm-hmm. I have. I think that I'm, I think I would love the thrill of skydiving, but I think it would be the actually being able to jump out of the mm. plane. That's like, you know, and- We can do a tandem jump. The instructor will jump out for you. You're so just strapped in like a little baby. Little, uh, do, do they have to also be a baby if I'm strapped in like a baby? Well- as long as you're strapped to his back, because it's I'm fine. gonna be rock hard. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'll have to be on the front, like in a little like papoose. Um, I just don't think because in a little trigger warning, you know, they say like when people try to kill themselves by jumping mm-hmm. off of a building, your brain has so many things that are trying to keep you from doing that. Yeah. it is genuinely chemically difficult to make mm-hmm. that step in that jump and i think you're recreating that exact same thing when you're jumping out of a airplane you yeah. know you're safe you are probably safe and attached to a parachute but that's scary and also i'm scared about even hitting the ground even with a parachute because like, <laughs> like what i don't want to touch land on my knee <laughs> <laughs> ah would you go skydiving yeah i would i think what i would really like to do and maybe after this would be willing to skydive. I would mm-hmm. love to do one of those like indoor skydiving experiences. Those look so much fun. To feel the weightlessness and not have any of the fear of the mm-hmm. height or jumping out of the plane or the parachute not working, anything like that. Just to feel the flight. Because everyone wants to feel what it would be like to fly. I think what I would want to try even more than sky or like before I would want to skydive, like if it was yeah. either or, um, would be when they like take those those flights that go super high and then kind of like dive down so you have like 30 seconds of like weightlessness. Huh, that'd be fun. I would yeah. do that. Those look kind of cool. I'd probably Scary be scared. I might like throw up or pass out or something, but oh, I think sure. I could be talked into doing something like that mm-hmm. more so than skydiving or even like bungee jumping scares me. I, bungee jumping scares me the most. And it's I not even why. because I think I would really like the experience. Once It's literally the jumping off the thing. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me. I don't think I'd be able to take that step. Yeah, which is funny because I'm like more than willing to skydive. I would do that, but I would never do like the the like super high dive where you jump off like a 50 meter like diving yeah. board and shit like that. Would absolutely not. I'm a super. I'm a strong swimmer. I was a lifeguard. Would never do that in my life. Yeah. That shit terrifies me. It is scary. I want to go through some notes I took about the episode. The first thing is I want to revisit that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think the parents in Boy Meets World are pretty great, and they're yeah. a little more, while still. You know, the picture-perfect parents that all of these mm-hmm. shows portray, they're a little bit more complex than that at times. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Alan in this episode? Do you think he's a neglectful father to not Corey, but specifically Eric? That's a tough one because I think that he wants to have a relationship with Eric, but I don't think that he values Eric as anything more than 
he likes sports and he's stupid, so I can't have these kind of conversations. That and I for someone who's supposed to be such a well-rounded father, that's a pretty bad thing to think about yeah. your kid. It is. But I also think it's really easy, especially in a 90s sitcom, to boil down a character to one thing. Yeah. You know, Eric sure. is the, the goofball. Mm-hmm. Corey's the the crying feeler. You know, he's got a, sure. a heart size yeah. of the moon. That's a good point. And I think that as a as a parent, it can be easy to do that if you feel like you are overwhelmed. I mean, this is this is the '90s, so he's a he's a breadwinning, hardworking, you know, man's man dad who's got uh, his his precious little baby girl daughter. He's got his older son Eric, who he's like, okay, this he is kind of my... take care of himself at this point. Yeah, and so he has you know Eric has been playing second or third fiddle for a long time and I think that much to the detriment of their relationship because Eric's not just a a 10 year old boy that likes football you know he's college age now he's older well neither is Corey specifically in this episode no longer a 10 year old boy well Corey never was (laughs) but that's the thing is is that's the version the vision of Eric that he has in his head is the version of Eric that he was close to and then he had more kids You know, so I think that it's almost like time kind of paused in that perception of him. Well, even with this episode's schmaltziness, I think the heart at the problem that Corey has does Mm -hmm. kind of resonate because he's got a great relationship with his dad and Eric can be jealous of the relationship that Corey has. Mm -hmm. But when Corey constantly sees that Eric is the one that that Alan likes to go play games with and likes to go do things with, it's easy to feel left out. Like, why could we not both go? Why do you and I not do stuff like that. I think it's a genuine problem. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's interesting that the episode turns in on, because I think this is showcased throughout all of the show, because he's the main character, the family very much favors Corey. Oh, yeah. And in this episode, I think moments like the, I don't think so when it comes to listening to your kids' opinions <laughs> on politics and stuff, very funny moment, but it's very neglectful of Eric. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay, so I've taken some notes from throughout the episode Uh, Some things I'd like to touch on. The first thing is that this is an episode that has a lot of sitcom choreographed, like, shoving and and fighting Mm -hmm. and wrestling. There's a lot of that in this episode. And it's so ginger. Like, the way that it's – whenever Alan falls – like, when Corey pushes Alan, it's so, like – William Russ, the actor that plays Alan, like sitting down on the ground and Corey <laughs> supporting him so much as he does it. It's it like was... watching professional soccer where they're like, oh, no, I've been hurt. I think choreographed movement like that, it looks like dance to me, especially the mm-hmm. fight between Jack and, and Sean. Oh, that was that bed. was definitely it's just corny, <laughs> just corny fight choreography. But it's funny. You know, and, and it's funny because, like, as a kid, I'm sure I was like, oh, my God, like, he just threw his parent down. I can't believe that. I know like, for sure I felt that about it. that. I think even as a kid, but I was always, like, thinking too hard about Boy sure. Meets World even when I was nine. I probably thought the Sean and Jack thing was dumb. But yeah. I do think I was like, oh, my God. Uh, in shows, the the respect of, of parent and child is shown mm-hmm. very strongly. And it's not broken in this, but when a moment like that happens that, like, yeah. I don't especially as Corey is starting to get older and starting to be more like level eyed with his dad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's it is an interesting moment for a laugh track sitcom, which is kind of the next thing I want to talk about. This is the first time we've done a podcast about a show with it a laugh is. track. How did you feel watching a laugh track show? Did it distract? It didn't. I grew up watching laugh track shows and you know, I think I don't really think I watch any right now but i occasionally will see an episode of like a a, every once in a while abc family has a decent one um or what's it called now freeform freeform Mm -hmm. freeform has a decent one but i don't really watch that many laugh tracks have comes anymore but because i spent so much time in my life it didn't feel weird to me Mm -hmm. i mean when they have like the occasional sound that's like Okay, that was a little bit all of that stuff is dumb yeah if it's just like laughing and applauding it's fine yeah Here's what uh, I'll say. It, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I am definitely at the point where, I mean, there are still a few laugh track sitcoms on the air, but for my taste, I think I still enjoy watching older laugh track sitcoms, but sure. I don't, I'm not jonesing for them to make a big comeback, though. No. I think it can be a thing of the past because 
audiences can I don't know are a lot smarter than that. <laughs> we figured it out. We know we what figured to do out now. how to laugh without being told. Yeah. Yeah. However, I would love to go to a taping and to be a part of a live studio audience. Well, but sometimes, often, especially when a show isn't that funny, it can be very, very distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I guess I, I kind of forgot. I, I still see a fair amount of Seinfeld fairly often. Like, I, sure. it's a good show to Which throw on when you're going to Which is easy to forget that that's a laugh track show because it's yeah, so... Yeah, because you're actually laughing. <laughs> always sunny. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, when um, I think it, it about detract from me. ones that are on now, the only thing that comes to mind is that, like, The Connors is on. And that's mm. a laugh track sitcom that does pretty well in the ratings. But it's like a... a, a nostalgia thing it's not a new idea for a laugh mm-hmm. tracks to come i don't think i think we're kind of past that at this point yeah i guess when they did the netflix one day at a time that was pretty popular and that i liked was a laugh that i thought that was pretty good yeah was rita moreno in that it uh yes okay uh moving on what do you think the story is with sean's closet pig Oh, get you mean little Corey? Just to try. I yeah, think just that he probably, trash, much like or... a lot of people, got like a baby pig and thought it'd be fun, and then it was not a mini pig because those aren't really a thing. So it, it then became a giant pig. So you think Sean's had this pig a very long time? It's not just a I pig that so. like wandered into the trash heap. No, a, a pig that big doesn't wander. Not wandering around in, I think, near Philadelphia. Philadelphia, is where yeah, is. in a Philadelphia suburb. No. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned the weird woo with Sean and Jack being mm-hmm. in bed together, which was just weird. What are they trying to imply with that woo? They want the boys to kiss or just because it's two cute boys? I think it's Yeah, just it made it seem boys. like they wanted them to kiss. Yeah, I, think I mean, I wanted them to, to kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask, fellas. what are your – so Sean has his tape of the, of the mm-hmm. trailer park. What is your – are you a? Do you have habits when it comes to sleeping? Are you habitual sleeping so, pattern? So I've had to change them okay. now that I live with Danny because too, Danny sure. likes to have like since the I've TV lived with on. Danny, I've also had to change. Yeah, one. but I am a big fan of either throwing on like some lo-fi stuff. I like the rain sounds. That's good for me. Some relaxing music. I'm good with all those. I don't like going to sleep to podcasts because I don't want to like miss what they're saying. Um, but I, I like the super chill music. Before but I don't li- mind a TV show. Before I can sleep under partner, most conditions. What yeah. you say? What I can sleep under most conditions. Like I don't mind having the TV on, or I don't mind having nothing. You can sleep can pretty sleep. easy. Yeah, because I normally like just get really, really high before I go to sleep, regardless. So because I I don't sleep super well, I make myself in a state where I have no choice but to sleep. Are you the type of person that will? Like, fall asleep at the couch while you're doing something or watching something once you've gotten to that point at night? Because I'm um, not that type of person. Really. I have to, like, literally put myself to bed. I I can be like, man, I'm getting too tired to do this, but I don't doze off. I'm, I decided oh, to I'm a dozer during, like, movies and stuff. I'm at that point of being an old man where, I, like, I, I can fall asleep in a movie getting... theater a little bit more into adulthood but when i was a kid i was a very like i had a lot of ocd habits mm-hmm. um like i did always sleep with the television on which i've learned is awful because it's the same as you with podcasts i'm not gonna fall asleep while mm-hmm. there's a show on i'm gonna be listening to and watching the show yeah um, i can only sleep to certain shows so i like I found i cannot slept. sleep to sister sister because it's actually really f-ing funny still and so i like ended up paying attention and watching like two seasons when and you're trying to sleep, like what's wrong with like, you oh, and i was sisters. like sister sisters on yeah when i first started spending nights with lil they would put up with it and we'd sleep to stuff like the office or friends mm-hmm. or like new girl i slept to a lot oh, and yeah. then uh at a point it was like it's time to put these toys to bed and <laughs> now very much i sleep with white noise White noise ah, really yeah. helps me. But that's more to – if I'm trying to go to sleep and it's quiet in my room, noises from outside and other apartments uh, will distract me. I was going to say, is it pretty noisy where you are at night? I We use the white noise and other stuff blends in with it and it doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it was silent in my room and I could hear other stuff, it would be tough for me to sleep. Mm-hmm. What about you? You live in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's pretty noisy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing. So Danny's like a super like – she can fall asleep like this. Like, we'll be mid-sentence and she'll be out, which is a very special superpower that I do not possess. Well, I guess if you live in a town like Chicago, the city noise can become a type of white noise that you just mm-hmm. kind of tune it out and can fall asleep to it. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit more about Boy Meets World. One thing when that I boy noticed... Meets world. The exterior outside shots of 
um, like Jack and Eric and Sean's apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that exterior shot was was like B-roll and Friends. I'm pretty sure it's the what? building. I'm pretty sure it's like Phoebe's apartment building or something, or like someone else, like a, a significant other's apartment building or something. It looked what? like the ex- because you know these shows all film on stages, so yeah, they use fair. like random exterior shots. I think this might also be an exterior shot. That'd from be Friends. incredible. I don't know that they showed it like twice and both times I was like that reminds me of specifically of like a Friends uh, yeah. uh, shot and Friends would have been on it this time I suppose. Uh huh. It's true. Also about sleeping. Do you talk in your sleep? Do you snore? So, I didn't think I snored. That's how it always is. Apparently, I do snore. I don't necessarily talk in my sleep frequently, but I do apparently snore sometimes. I guess I do snore, and supposedly I am a sleep talker. I believe you're a sleep talker. makes me really upset because my dad is a sleep talker, Uh. and... And this he, confirms it. He, like, he is your works dad. in a prison, and he would say some truly f***ed up shit, like, while oh he was God. sleeping. Like, weird voices and stuff, and he would, like, punch the lamp and, like, stuff like that. He, oh, like, broke, shit. punched and broke a lamp in his sleep. So when Lily started telling me, like, hey, you were talking last night, that, like, scares me. I'm yeah. like, did I say anything weird? And Lily's like, Hydro no. Lamps. You're just, and Lily's like, no, you just kind of <laughs> say w- weird stuff. I can't really figure it out. And then I ask you what, and you say what, and then I say what, <laughs> and then you're asleep. My mom's a sleep talker. She yeah. used to like, always like say shit, and I'm like, hey, chief, what? <laughs> like She would like, tell me to do stuff, and I'm like, uh. It's always really weird when your partner, or I guess in that case, like your ki- like waking you up from talking in your sleep because mm-hmm. you're in like – You've got the wisp of what you just said as you wake up, but you're yeah. really, like, self-conscious. You're like, no. It's just weird. It's really disorienting. Yeah. And apparently when Lily wakes me up a little bit when I'm sleep-talking, that I'll just be, like, really heartfelt, like, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. And Lily's <laughs> like, you're fine. Just go back to sleep. I'm really sorry. <laughs> And I would never say that when I'm awake, so that's funny. No, you're apologizing to the lamp. That's. Uh, do you know about the, the saga on Boy Meets World of the Morgans? The no. sister Morgan? So oh, yeah. I first, do, actually. <laughs> in the first two seasons, Morgan was played by a really cute, uh, really young actress named Lily Nixay, who mm-hmm. really played the part well, but was really young and did not enjoy being in a TV show. And, yeah. like, every year when they got renewed, she'd, like, throw a fit and cry and stuff. She was, like, really unhappy doing it. Who is she? Constance Wu? So after – I don't get that. Uh, Constance Wu, the actress from Fresh Off the Boat, apparently – I only know this oh. because she was – a video popped up on Danny's Facebook. Um, but she, like, got, like, kind of canceled, I guess, because they renewed Fresh Off the Boat. And she was, like, this is a – she's, like, F- this sucks. I remember and then, that. And someone was, like, congratulations. And she was, like, no. <laughs> yeah what is it with really rich performers who get pissed when their show lasts a hundred years you're set i get that it's not like challenging to do the same thing over and over and over again but that's such a steady constant pace (laughs) i don't know um (laughs) and don't tweet so the morgans so the first Um, yeah, it's like we post our Andrew Guest interview, and immediately there's a tweet from Dom and Andre that says, fuck. <laughs> um, okay, so the Morgans, the first Morgan quits, and mm. or leaves after the second season, and then for, like, the whole third season, Morgan doesn't show up, isn't mentioned, <laughs> and then, like, at the end of the third season, she comes downstairs visibly older and very visibly oh, yeah. a totally different person, and says, wow, longest nap time ever, longest time out ever. And it's so corny. So when I, I – so even though she's in more of the show, whenever mm-hmm. I see this Morgan, I'm like, that's not the – that's not Morgan. That's not Morgan. That's not Morgan. I'm having a lot of fun talking about Boy Meets World, and I'm already having fun with the types of things that it's making me want to talk about. So I don't know, man. The people have it out – for uh, making a decision on what show to vote for. I don't think they can go wrong with a single Did we ever vote. get to the thematic conclusion of the episode, or we just stop after, like... <laughs> I kind of just brought up my nose. We can talk about... What, what do you want to bring up? Well, I just want to talk about the, uh, you know... I think that the the art gallery scene is pretty 
really good. Like we talked about the jumping out the window, but or jumping out of the You're plane. Right. I think it this art gallery scene. scene is like really cool and actually a little bit like heartfelt. Really sets um, you up to laugh at Eric because you think he's saying something stupid, and then he's spot on. And the moment when specifically when uh, Eric says. Well, or we could go look at this or this or this person that's my yeah. favorite, contemporary or industrial, but you wouldn't know that, would you? And yeah. the dad being like, you're right. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said, there's some stuff in the episode that makes Alan not look like the best dad. I mm-hmm. think what gives him some points is that in this episode, even though he needs to be told like why the kids are upset with him, as soon as he knows what the problem is, he recognizes it in himself and tries to correct it. Which yeah. is a lot – like every parent which is going to make what... mistakes like that. You're going to say stupid stuff or leave out a child or really hurt their feelings. But it's more about how you're willing to uh, internalize that and, and acknowledge it and see it in yourself and like help your kids to feel better, which yeah. I think he I does. I think that does give him a lot of redemption points to the end of the episode because I think especially for parents of that generation, it's a major thing when you admit that you're wrong in any way. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's something that I'm very lucky and grateful that as I've gotten older, my mom has, you know, recognized some of the things that maybe could have or should have been handled or done a little differently in my sure. childhood and is making steps to not do it the same way with my brother that's and big. sister. That is not very common. And that's I, I really know that's great. not common. And so I'm, I'm extremely grateful for her for being and, open to that. but Well, because the problem is you bring up problems like that, and I'm not going to tap too much into parent issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, then your parents take that issue hard and go yeah. right to, well, then what? You think I'm a terrible parent? I uh-huh. failed you. When it's really great to be able to, huh, did I do that? Or to be able even to bring it up without having to have it brought up. Yeah. That's really incredible. So good for your mom. Mm-hmm. And I think the parents in Boy Meets World are pretty great, especially the mom. Yeah, she's I love really, Amy. She's really quiet and doesn't get enough to do on the show, and it's something that the actresses talk negatively about a decent amount, that they never knew what to do with the mom, but mm-hmm. to just have her do chores and be there. But yeah. she's the one who, like, she's so emotionally mature. She sees exactly what's going on and is able to tell her husband in a way that doesn't cause a fight but causes understanding. I think their relationship yeah. – even now that I'm getting older, even more so than the Corey and Topanga relationship, shows a really, really good, healthy adult relationship. That mm-hmm. That's is not perfect, believable. but that, yeah. Because I yeah. remember at least one storyline where they like have like some issues, like the two of them. So I, mm-hmm. I think that which is also important. Yeah, having issues is a given. Uh, yeah, and it's going to happen it in a relationship. Isn't a failure, and even and this is a totally other, just philosophical problem, but like. Even a relationship failing isn't a failure. A relationship mm-hmm. failing or ending can be beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. And I like the way that Boy Meets World sure has a lot of problems when it comes to, like, representation. And, uh, like, uh, I think the way that they use women in the show sometimes, like, the girls that everybody just wants to kiss, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I think it does make an effort to try to take advantage of how meaningful a weekly show that – parents and kids can watch together can be on their lives mm-hmm. i think they do a good job of that absolutely and with that now are you good do you want to say anything else before we wrap up the boy in the meeting um the we world? didn't get a lot to paying this episode but i love danielle official and always will i thought that jack in this episode still feels like they're really trying to figure out how to use him in the cast yet he, he hasn't yeah. quite like i like jack though i, I like, like him I like... too but i think at this point he hasn't quite integrated himself yet it's later in the series like in the last two seasons when yeah. rachel I was going to say, know, when he's got his baby mama drama. No, that's not what that is at all. Is Who's... who's Wait. Rachel's just like a red-haired girl that moves in with him and Eric. And yeah, they both the kind that, of feud over that, him. That has a baby. Someone has a baby. I don't think so. Someone has a baby. I mean, there's like the Sean and Angela stuff, which is not about having a baby. No, I don't think there's a thing with a baby. baby. I don't think so. Somebody has a baby. Zach. Well, the only way to find out is if the people vote for Boy Meets World. So, so guys, vote. See about those please, babies. Please vote for Boy Meets World. You know that Steven's got this weird thing with babies. We've <laughs> got to figure out if there's a baby in this show. And the only way for us to find out is if you vote for Boy Meets World as our next podcast. Like I said, I think that people have it cut out for them. I think I will be excited and a little bit disappointed no matter what show gets picked because I think they're all – I'm ready to start a podcast about any of them right now. Yeah. 
and I will be a little bit bummed out to be like, oh man, we're doing this, but we don't get to do those three. I'm so excited, but those would have been great too. Exactly. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to where this is going to go and where people are going to vote. Yeah. The last thing I want to touch on, well, we've got to do our teacher's pet. Teacher's uh, our, pet. Our Boy Meets World equivalent of the MVP award. Who is your teacher's pet for Raging Cory and why? Um, mine is Eric. I think this is a fantastic Eric episode. I think he's okay. funny. I, I think, think that's that a good one. He's he's thoughtful. I think that this is like a really strong Eric episode that you don't know is going to be a strong Eric episode at the beginning, which is they a, really a set a it up thing. to be about Corey's issues mm-hmm. with his dad. And you're right; it, it ends up being more of an Eric problem, which is cool. I'm going to give mine to Alan. I nice. think William Russ is a really really talented actor, and I think he gets to play off some really good stuff here. Um, and my uh. Honestly, my honorable mention would probably be Sean just because Ryder Strong is good at what he does. And with that, let's wrap this up, guys. You can vote starting tomorrow as of when this comes out. October 18th begins one week of being able to vote between this show, It's Always Sunny, The Good Place, and Bob's Burgers, for which will be our next episode-by-episode rewatch podcast. I'm a little nervous. I have, like, butterflies. I know. Like, we're really, like, here. About to it, yeah. That'll start. You'll be able to vote, and you'll be able to decide. And next January, the podcast will begin, and it's totally in your hands. So if especially if you're a listener of our podcast and you've listened to all these bonus episodes and really have a thought about which show we would be best suited to do vote vote Go out and vote you know don't waste your vote who cares about the election that's that's around <laughs> this time just go vote for us in this for on us. twitter vote here Follow us on Twitter at you can't a pod to find the poll. It'll for the length of the poll, it will be our pin tweet, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. And as we wrap up, I want to plug a couple things. The first being, again, I'd like to plug that after we finish Community, we're doing that series of Community Superlative Podcasts. We're going to be doing seven different top five lists of all kinds of topics. And we want you guys to send us in emails, uh, voice memos, and videos of your answers for those top five lists. Uh, yeah, send if you've got any to, bones, throw us those as well, please. Throw us the bones. Send those into Podcast at gmail.com by the end of October. Those lists are top five homage episodes, top five underrated episodes, top five golden arrow, which is seasons one through three episodes, top five silver arrow, which is seasons four through six episodes, top five plot lines we would have liked to see in the show, top five community songs, and top five must-haves for the community movie. We'd be really happy to have some of you guys be a part of our final run of podcasts here on this show uh, before we move on to the next thing so that's your way to get involved and also uh if you want to support us here take things further patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast starts at five bucks a month gets you all kinds of extra content this podcast a week early every single week and steven as always where else can the people find us you know, again, want to reiterate, come on, uh, take your boys, take right your worlds, take your babies, take your pups, bring them on over to Twitter uh, so you can vote in that awesome poll over at uh, You Can't a Pod. We're also on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. And then if you want to get real freaky deaky with us, mm-hmm. come over and uh, add us on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, uh, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Very well said, as always. Now that you finally got it down, we're just about done with it. Just about done. <laughs> so next week is going to be huge. We will be back next Wednesday. Wednesday? What the f***? Scratch that. <laughs> we will be back. When have we, we ever been Sorry. on Wednesday? More lashings for me post-pod this week. <laughs> uh, we will be back next Monday to talk about the series finale of Community. It's our last full episode recap podcast of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Wow. We're doing it next week. We're talking about emotional consequences of broadcast television. I hope you'll join us. It's going to be special. Uh, We'll be back for that next week. And in the meantime, from inside Chubby's Diner, Black Lives Matter, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you very much. We'll see you next week. And please, go vote for your favorite choice. Go pick our next show for us. When this boy meets <laughs> Sorry, I was going to the beginning, you went to the end. Yeah. I love the little ending like stuff after that. That's so burned in my fucking head. <laughs> like some the production of the, card. Some of the just music that plays throughout the episode at certain moments. I'm like, yep, I know that yeah, by heart. I was like, holy I've shit. I've heard that before. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Wonder now this road we call life. What we're doing. It's good to know I've
it's worth.